0: Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Well, what up High Fivers, it's your boy High Five time, Tom, not time, It's uh, but it is that time of the week. And as always, I've got my very good friend here, Mr. You're Too Slow Will. Will, how are you this evening, my friend? It's Wednesday, my dude. It is Wednesday, as we are recording. And as you were listening, maybe it's Saturday, maybe it's Sunday. Could be Thursday.
1: No, we're, we're gonna be optimistic. It's Saturday. They're 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 ready. They're chomping at the bit for this to drop.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. I, dude, I could I could see uh Mr. Eric Freeze just staring at his phone, waiting for it to upload. Do you ever do that for podcasts like you're really looking forward to,
1: like you're waiting for it to upload? Like you keep refreshing Spotify or whatever. Not I'll say not anymore. Most only because I don't because of when I actually get around to listening to them, like they're usually like up like way ahead. But there'd be times where like I'd be like hyped for my Monday, like listen to like neck break or whatever, when it wouldn't be like uploaded until like it wouldn't be up in time for my morning commute, so I have to wait till like my evening commute to listen to it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's there's definitely been a couple times I've I, I've done that. there's sure. there's been times where, like
1: the, the feed just doesn't update, like for the Wizards, where it's like because there was a while that their episodes just weren't up, updating like any of my podcasting. So like I'd have to wait until like, I was home to like listen to it on the website.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now they don't. They don't. They don't download on uh, iTunes anymore now. So I guess we won't be on iTunes – Well won't be on iTunes for them, so is anything on iTunes
1: anymore? Is is yeah. there still an iTunes? Isn't iTunes going away?
0: I think so, but I, I mean I get a solid chunk. I mean our our episodes drop on, on iTunes.
1: I mean I totally knew that. I'm a good co-host that pays attention <laughs> to things like that.
0: Well, I mean if you didn't even know well, I mean iTunes in general, but I mean um yeah, yeah I like mean I, iTunes
1: doesn't really work on this laptop. So I haven't touched my iTunes in a couple of years at this point.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah, on my iPod, I still download everything from iTunes. So, um, I mean, Turnbull Throwbacks doesn't go on there anymore, but Brain Buster Boys and Visionaries Gold Media, um, the Wrestle Special, that does not. Um, yeah, it's probably about 50-50. the show still downloads on iTunes, so.
1: Oh, yeah, shows like that are going to be, like, wherever. Like, if there was a way to have that play at, like, the gas pumps when you're, like, pumping up the gas and they have, like, little video clips going, if they could. Yeah.
0: That would be dope. That would be dope. Um, But other than that, Will, uh, we didn't actually even really discuss in pre-production, though. Uh, how's your week been?
1: It's been a time. Work, work's been something, but uh, I'm trying to think what's, what's good, what's new. Um, it's, a, it's a day late at this point, but I'll shout out my friend, uh, Josh Olson, who uh, just had his birthday, so people should, people should go to gimmickpress.com. And get, uh, and get some books. Nice. They should get some, some nice wrestling-themed collections, like Working Stiff, which I'm holding up, but my camera still doesn't work with Zoom, so you, <laughs> Tom can't actually see it. No, but... I mean, it's it's worth buying. I mean, there's a lot of great stuff in here. Uh, Colette Arond has stuff in here. Their collections are great. Uh, my friend Mike Chin has some stuff in here. I'm pretty positive. Uh, I think, I mean, the real piece de la resistance, though, has to be uh, Todd Koneko's piece in here, which is... uh, If I was more prepared, I'd have it already open. To... Oh, here we go. It's called The Manly Arts, or What I've Learned About Being a Man Watching Professional Wrestling. Mm. And... The, the formatting is part of the reason that it, it is as long as it is. But it is in this collection. Let's see. We end on... It is a it is a 12-page piece where each line is from a different wrestling promo. That's cool. And it's not like poetry thing where it's like a line, a line, a line. Like It's like paragraphs of I mean, that's, I think that's worth the, the cover charge alone, yeah. which is, I don't know, it's not printed on the book, but you can get it, gimmickpress.com.
0: You know, and honestly, Gimmick Press is a great fucking name, too.
1: I, I would have, I debated buying a second copy of Working Stiff, just so I can have, like, my my cover curled up, like... <laughs> Some pages are kind of bent, funny, whatever version that I like they lend out for people to like look at or like take out to read, and then having one that's like mint, the, the display book, if you will. Yeah. And another, this 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 is breaking as of today. Um, we are almost at a point where people will be able to order uh, Mortel, that uh, Spanish painted wrestling comic that nice. I've, I've been sharing. Um, Jesus Antonio Hernandez uh, shared post on Twitter. So guys at last showing you the first time the sneak peek titles in just in Spanish for now. In about two weeks, he'll uh, be posting out how people can get their hands on a copy. So that will be very exciting. It's beautiful. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. So uh so Tom, the people can't see because this is an audio only experience, but uh you shaved your beard. So how's your week going?
0: Uh week's been good. Um Yeah, I mean with with baseball season, so I gotta kinda tighten up to de- you know, hang out in, in public and whatnot. So I will be kind of hanging out in the public So several times you know, pretty beardless. Um, I tried to go to a wrestling show in Chicago on Friday. Uh, so here's a not shout out to Chicago style wrestling. Um, I spent $30 on a front row ticket. uh got there a little late. I didn't get there before the show started. I did get there before the show started. Um, but almost all the front row seats were taken uh, except for two. So I sat down in one of the front rows that I had paid for. And then about 25 minutes in, these guys are like, well, oh, these seats are reserved. These are our seats. And then it turned into a whole big argument. Um, I pretty much got kicked out of the show. I uh, didn't get to see my good friend, Mr. Moondog Murray, wrestle. And I headed to St. Louis two hours early. So I'm a little miffed right now, Chicago-style wrestling.
1: When you texted us about Chicago-style wrestling, we all like we were thinking it's like a style, like APA Chicago-style. No. Like MLA Chicago, like we like, what is the Chicago style? Like strong style, Chicago style. No Chicago style is the, is the company name. Yeah. So, uh, they're we're, we're dishonoring. We're, we're not adhering to a code of honor with Chicago style wrestling. No,
0: uh, we are currently not, which sucks because my friend Greg, and I know a couple of people do train at their Academy. Um, I know they're getting pretty big, but, uh, You know, and it wasn't really the kid at the door's fault. It was just the assholes sitting next to me. I mean, if they had told me when I sat down and said, hey, you know, our friends are sitting here, blah, blah, blah. You know, I could have grabbed another seat. But no, they didn't say something until like 25 minutes in. And then they just looked at me like I had three heads. So, um, I mean, you're typical fucking mouth-breathing Chicagoan. So, fuck those guys. So...
1: I mean, yeah. sure. I I don't know anybody who's a native Chicagoan, so I'll, I'll I'll jump in on this. Yeah, fuck Chicago. Fuck people from Chicago. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, it was just, you know, I tried chatting it up. It was my first show there. I mean, I knew a couple people, but they were kind of on the other side of the ring and everything. But uh, yeah, just real stuck up, real, you know, um, clanny. You know, fucking,
1: like fucking smarks.
0: Yeah. You know, so and I never seen I mean, I've been to a bunch of shows in Chicago, I've never seen these guys before, so they're probably local to the area. So uh but whatever. I mean, listen, I got in the road, you know. I I got to, you know, I went to a hotel in Pontiac, Illinois, which is right by Wally's, one of the one of my favorite stops on the road. And then uh Saturday I did get down to St. Louis and got to hang out with future guest, uh Mr. JCB, Jason C. Bell of a uh, Band from Ringside at Grandel Wrestling. That was a good show. Um, you know, I got to sit in the seat I paid for, so that was fun. <laughs> um, you know, and I uh, shout out to Joey O'Farrell, the, the promoter and everything.
1: So, um, so uh, a quick, I'm sorry to keep, like, asking questions, but when you got your front row ticket, like, did you not have, like, an assigned? No. So, like, the promotions that I go to up this way, um, when you buy your Ticket like you're buying a specific like seat. seat, right? No, um, yeah, like
0: around here it's 50 50.
1: Um, I'll say sometimes the diagram they put up of what the seating is gonna look like versus what the <laughs> house up is actually set up when you get there might not necessarily be. You know, you might buy a corner that's supposed to be by the ramp, and then all of a sudden you're uh, across from the ramp. <laughs> Yeah, um, but you have like a seat number. Like, there's a seat number, so like, you have a ticket right. number, so it's like this is my front row seat. Right.
0: Um. But yeah. I mean, they're not organized enough to do it that way.
1: That's pretty lame. I'm yeah. hoping to. I'm hoping to catch a chaotic show. They're going to be in Goffstown a couple days before me and the wife head to Mexico. So, um, Goffstown for those not native, it's right. It's like it's it's like outer of Manchester. It's, it's there. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, most promotion, like I said, I went
0: to All Heel Wrestling, which is a, a smaller promotion than they are. Um, but, yeah, I have my name on
1: my seat, you know. It I, makes I, you feel like a fucking king, doesn't it? You walk up to the seat, it's got your name on it. It's like, fuck, yeah, that's where I'm going right there. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, it's funny for ICW Milwaukee, that's what dysfunction does. <laughs> but they do, they do it with, with post-it notes, and I've got a bunch of them I, I say for a while. Um, uh, but he gives me all kinds of different names too. It's hilarious. Somebody, uh,
1: somebody sits down the road behind the front row it's like Milwaukee Tom.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes it'll be it'll be like Mott Cops, or sometimes it'll be Tom Spock. Um, yeah, it, it's yeah, it, it's pretty funny. So, um, but it's my seat.
1: You get, yeah, you get, was, you get Moot Spock.
0: I, I, sometimes I do get you know the, the Mott Spock sometimes. Um, Moot yeah, Spook. It's uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Chicago style wrestling. Get your get your shit together. Yes, I should have gotten there a little sooner. Um, but I mean, I was no. Trying- but so
1: that means there's either either they oversold the front row, or they are, they have people plunking in the front row who didn't pay for front row seats.
0: Right. I bet it's a combination of the two.
1: Yeah. I mean, like we've had shows like the, my friend Joe and I have been to chaotic shows where we've gotten up to like, go get merch and whatever, and we couldn't go back to, like, our exact seats because, like, a group of people all just, like, shunted over. And it's, like, there's still plenty of seats. We're not, like, it's not like we had, like, stuff there or whatever. So, like we just took, like, different seats. So, it's, like, but still, like, people do shit like that. It's, like... Yeah, it's,
0: you know... um Yeah, it was, it was just frustrating. So, I mean, they're, you know, they're not going to get a write-up now anymore in the Midwestern wrestling... Roundup podcast, Um, you know I'm not going to shame them. Well, I'm shaming them publicly now, but
1: you know it, it is it is what it is. Just you. It's a, I mean, it's a different vehicle, right? Like this is about Ring of Honor. Let's not get people don't people don't get disheartened that we haven't talked about Ring of Honor yet. We got time. There's there's plenty of time here. But the Midwest Wrestling Roundup. I mean, that's if you want to be part of the roundup of the Midwest, you got to be in the good graces. And it sounds like uh they either got to tighten up shit at the door or they got to have not such shit bag fans. So, yeah, I mean, given where they are, second option might not be a <laughs> Um, Yeah. And
0: it's really less a reflection on the promotion. Um, yes. I mean, the, the poor kid at the door could handle it better, but you know, he's a kid at the door. Um, but yeah, I just like, I mean, I was sitting there. If you a guy would have said something and when the guy sat there, they were real pricks about it. It's like, these are my seat. I'm like, there are no reserved seats you're like well these are our seats i'm like how do i know that and then i look like, and, like, <laughs> and i'm like why didn't you tell me this like 20 minutes ago and it's like well we were waiting for a friend so yeah i so that's why nobody likes chicago um so and we did get a fuck chicago chant at grand all wrestling uh but that was part of the gimmick um there's a really fun match. Actually, you might know one of these names. My girl, Tootie Lynn, uh, who I did sponsor in the match. Uh, she's from St. Louis. She is from, uh, ironically enough, like we were talking about pre-production, from Team Ambition, or whatever they're going to call themselves now, uh, versus Mrs. Kate, who is from Chicago. Uh, so that was a fun match. They really promoted the, promoted the hell out of that. Mrs. Kate did a bunch of anti-St. Louis things. And then uh, Tootie Lynn actually came out on the back of... the. Uh, the St. Louis, uh, St. Louis Blues hockey uh, mascot. Um, and then the next day I went to see All Heel Wrestling, but I actually stopped by and talked to Miss Kate because she's at that show too. And, uh, you know, I just compliment her. I mean, she did a great job on promo because they both got the pop of the night and it was a pretty big card. So, you know, so I mean, I did get uh my boy, Mr. Bill Veggie of uh, the band from Ringside, we did get a, a Fuck Chicago chant going. So that was good. So, yeah, and then Sunday I drove back and stopped in some town in northern Illinois called, uh, I don't remember what was called, for all-heel wrestling at a skate park. Um, fun card, four hours is a little long, uh, but I got to see my good friend, Mr. Mike Pankow, who runs the Windy Sea Slam podcast, where he can uh, catch reviews of ICU Milwaukee from yours truly, um, but my boys, Country Air, did win the all-heel championship wrestling belts, uh, future guests of Ring of Honor Revelry, um, in an awesome barroom brawl match with Kittle Gear Solid, but more importantly, uh, Mr. Dogface Bastard, Mr. Greg Murray, uh, battled Mateo Valentine for the championship, and it's the first time uh two members of the LGBTQ plus community uh, battled for a championship. So it was kind of a big moment. So I don't know if it's the first time in Chicago or the first time at All Heel, but uh, it was just a really cool moment to see them. It was spoiled by some assholes,
1: but yeah. Sorry, well I just kind of went on a rant there, so. That's all right. Tom. This is your show. You can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, that's true. We could flip the script and be like, you guys thought we were going to talk about Ring of Honor TV, but guess what? We're going to talk about. I don't know. Um, books and New America. Japan. Let's we'll talk about New Japan Strong. I haven't watched New Japan Strong in like two months, so it's still. <laughs> right.
0: Have you caught up on uh current Ring of Honor TV at all? Oh hell no.
1: Absolutely not. Yeah, me either. I've heard it's been really good, but just uh has not hasn't uh I haven't been compelled to use my free time to watch two out. they're like two hour episodes. It's, <laughs> it's Yeah. Uh, it's a lot. Especially when you can't fast forward the stuff you don't necessarily
0: <laughs> Yeah, or watch at double the speed,
1: so um, there's it's going to sound bad because I can't do shit but there's still a lot of like scrub matches right there's a lot of matches where it's like your name talent against somebody they're bringing in and it's like it might be a good match but I know that this person's not going to lose I mean is there good stuff yeah tomorrow there's going to be Shane Taylor and Silas Young that's gonna be really good.
0: Yeah. Wow, I to have to tune into you that. Know, we're
1: we're eventually gonna get Claudio and Eddie Kingston. That'll be really good.
0: Now is that at Supercard of Honor or is that at- I don't I don't think that's been announced because I
1: don't think they've announced anything for Supercard, but I think that's the idea is it's gonna be Eddie Kingston Claudio Supercard.
0: Wait, isn't Supercard of Honor like next week?
1: Yeah, probably. How how close to a final battle did they actually start announcing shit?
0: I wasn't paying attention.
1: We, I wasn't either.
0: <laughs> Hashtag not my ring of honor. Um, you know, the matches
1: have been good. That, that's all. Pe- the people who are watching it are happy with it. Yep. Yeah. That's that's all we can ask for, right? The people who are actually spending the time with it are, yeah, I mean, aren't, aren't regretting their, their time spent with it.
0: Yeah, I mean Tony Deppen versus Samoa Joe, That sounds awesome. Sounds like yeah. actually so, sounds like Samoa Joe is really living up to his TV title billing, because doesn't he have like four or five matches?
1: Like you had Tony Deppen and Mark Briscoe's called him out, says he wants to show up. Um but it's like they've got their Reach for the Sky match. They've only announced one team.
0: Yeah, they might want to hurry up on that, so that's a hell of a team. Um, yeah, which is kind of ironic because Mark Briscoe's got a world title shot coming up in our world, Will. So, yeah, Mark Briscoe, the national treasure. And, uh, we also have a watch along coming up, uh, with Samoa Joe. And actually Samoa Joe is probably going to
1: be talked about a little bit here in our question of dishonor. Like that segue there, Will? There it is. We we're, we're, we might be getting on track soon. <laughs>
0: Um, well, let's get, uh, so shout out, uh, to our boy, Brandon, who will we'll be recording with tomorrow, along with, uh, Mr. Big Dick Brett from the Brimbruster Boys. So stay tuned. Uh, we are going to be watching the, uh, Samoa Joe versus Kenta Kobashi match, uh, from 2005-ish. Uh, Will has not seen this match, so I'm really looking forward to him seeing it for the first time. Um, it's going to be fucking dope. Uh, but basically, Brundin's question of dishonor for the week is, um, who do you think is the most important person for ring overall for Ring of Honor is,
1: and then uh, it sounds like we might all be kind of in the in the same boat, right? Well, and it's like what do you consider to be important? Because I mean, spoiler alert, you and Brunden in the in our group chat voice said it's Carrie. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, he's still he's, uh he's still a visible part of Ring of Honor. He's yeah. still around. I wonder if he still does
0: his podcast, but um he did a couple really good episodes with um oh my god I'm spacing Kyle's podcast, but our good friend Mr. Kyle uh Kyle Key Sparks when he was doing his uh, Ring of Honor podcast, they had Kerry Silken on a good time. So if you ever if you Google Kerry Silk and podcasts, they're always entertaining, whether he's a guest or as his own. Um, but, yeah, the simple fact is that guy bled Ring of Honor. I mean, he totally, totally believed. You know, he was instrumental in getting the Sinclair deal on the shit
1: we're watching right now. Yeah, I mean, and even after the Sinclair deal, I mean, Kerry Silk, he was still there. I mean, he'd still be at the big events. He'd still be there for the big moments. Yeah. um, Seems like a really... Awesome. If you want, I mean, you were, like it. It has to be him, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, like like Brendan said. I mean, he literally funded Ring of Honor from like, God, I think it was like two thousand four to two thousand. You know, till literally till Sinclair. Um, I mean,
1: you can argue it's like, oh, the Briscoes are the most important people, but it's like. Anybody like the Briscoes, yeah, are probably the reason the Ring of Honor had the lasting power it did, but Kerry Silken made sure the lights stayed on.
0: Yeah, he made sure that there, I mean, they he were... He made able- sure
1: there was a ring for them to beat.
0: Yeah. Um, and that's funny. I wasn't actually even going to pick the Briscoes, which is kind of ironic coming from me. When uh, I read
1: the question, it's like, well, do we pick, are we picking, like, wrestlers who are the most important, or are we picking, like, behind-the-scenes people? I mean, like, it's got to be Carrie.
0: Yeah, it's 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 pretty much unanimous um, on that point. But in to continue Brendan's answer, um, well, his full answer is: I think it has to be Carrie. Obviously, he saved them from death, and without you got without you got without it, you guys would not have this podcast. Very very true. So, great, thank you, Carrie Uh His funding kept them alive until Sinclair showed up. Honorable mention for Gabe as a booker uh, with so many great programs. And Homicide, uh, since he is more or less a lifer in hand-in-hand training, a lot of the early guys. So, um, wrestler-wise, he obviously, Gabe Sapolsky, um, you know, we will be digging in some older Ring of Honor. uh, Because I'm pretty sure Delirious is booking at this point. Um, Brendan, I'm sure, will text us on Saturday to to confirm that. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, Gabe Sapolsky, um, a lot of those early shows was booking it and some, some great feuds. So...
1: Said homicide,
0: right? Yeah, and homicide was his wrestler. It's I I I agree with. I just kind of surprised. I wouldn't have gone that, um, but my pick will. Uh, speaking of Samoa Joe, is Samoa Joe? Um, actually, the match we're going to watch tomorrow really, I mean, it historically put Ring of Honor on the map. I mean, it was about three years into the company, and that was the match that really got people going. Um, I mean, Samoa Joe, I mean, his reign was, I mean, he's legendary, one of, if not the greatest reign in, you know, this century, you know, this millennia. Um, and don't get me wrong, I mean, obviously, we've talked about it. Nigel had a great reign. Um, you know, Walter slash Gunther when he had the UK title and Pete Dunn, great reigns. Um, you know, Roman Reigns, obviously, he's got a he's had a lengthy reign. I don't know if he's had a lot of, you know, the matches, but. I mean some more Joe. He's,
1: he's got like one defense a month. Yeah, and that's no and that's not a dis enrollment range. Reigns. That's, that's the modern product, right? It's you, you have one defense per month. Um you, yeah. you build up a match for a pay-per-view, you build up the next month for a pay-per-view, you build up the next month for a pay-per-view.
0: Yeah, and listen, and I, I, I do I I I've been on the Romans reign train since I started, you know, watching wrestling back again in 2016. And people hated him. Um maybe I was just being a contrarian, because I'm like, oh, everyone hates him, so I'm going to like him, but...
1: Remember when he said suffering Succotash? That was hard to say. Yeah. Uh, Remember when he got busted for drugs? And Ambrose and Rollins were openly like acknowledging it on TV? Oh,
0: I forgot about that.
1: I feel like they dropped the ball there. Because I wanted Roman Reigns to come out of that triple threat match. And, like, the drug rug... Come out to Bad Man, Rikishi's old theme. Like, I wanted like doped out pot dealer Roman Reigns, just like muscling people and just being like, yeah, bad man. And yeah, he, he came out, he had like the beard, and it's like, this is it, this is it. And then the next night on Raw, all like shaved up, cleaned up, and it's like, no, you were so close to giving me bad, bad man Roman Reigns.
0: Yeah. Well, they finally they finally pulled the trigger on a, a good gimmick for him, but uh... it's
1: been so good, it's and it's it's raised everybody, right? I mean, the Usos were already like one of the top guys, but I mean, like that it, it shot them up too. Yeah, Solo Sokola is already cemented as like a top guy now. Yeah, it, I mean, look what it did to Sami Zayn. Again, yeah. another guy who wasn't like it's not like he was bad. It wasn't like he was like not around. but, I mean, like it pushed him into that main event picture. Kind of like, I mean, really kind of like how in NXT, like Sammy was kind of pushing that main event picture because of the heels around him. Right. It was Neville saying, you're not going to do it. You're not going to hit me with that chair to win. And then it was Steen or Owens being there and like Sammy buddy. So great to see you. I'm going to fucking wreck you over this apron real quick. (laughs) Mm hmm.
0: Him knows goddamn apron bombs. So, uh, oh, they,
1: through the years, then now, forever, Kevin Kevin Owens <laughs> apron power with
0: people. All right. Um, you know, obviously, be an honorable mention to people like Brian Danielson, you know, and Nigel, um, just for the matches they put on. But I got to go with Samoa Joe. Um, besides Kerry Silk and will, uh, who is your pick?
1: You know, if you're going to go for Samoa Joe, I think. I will go with Delirious. Okay. Because if we want to argue the booking decisions and stuff like that, I mean, especially, we all know I'm a homer for pandemic era Ring of Honor. I mean, Delirious booked a lot of really great stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, got him through a very, very, very tough time, obviously. You know, and shout out to Ring of Honor. I mean, you know, they they paid people throughout the entire pandemic.
1: Yeah. The, the The whole crew and everything.
0: You know, so I mean, and once again, that's that's Joe Coff, um, as you can hear on the Brain Buster Boys, as played uh by yours truly here, um, but yeah, Joe Coffin. and
1: I, I like how none of us said Joe Coff, even though, he's like... <laughs> yeah, I don't... but he's not like there. He's not. It doesn't. It never feels like he's part of the show.
0: No, unless Charlie Haas is getting jumping people at a car dealership.
1: You know, what? I'm all aboard this Charlie Haas. Let's go.
0: <laughs>
1: we'll, we'll we'll talk about Haas later. Yeah,
0: that Haas hole. So, um
1: he's gonna say something gets blurred out one second, and say I don't give a crap the next. <laughs> just have him censor out the whole thing. Either just or, show, just censor out the whole thing. Have Kevin Kelly at ringside, just like flailing his arms, like. Holding his ears, like hovering the mic. Oh, but now censor something out one second, and then I don't give a crap. It's like shut the hell up. Yeah.
0: Seton Hall's own Charlie Haas. Yeah, that's uh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I have a feeling Charlie Haas is going to be a very hot topic, button topic here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, without spoiling anything for uh for the high fivers here, but will let's uh
1: let's discuss some Ring of Honor TV. Sure thing. We uh we open it up. We got a uh, you know another recap. Scum, yeah. scum, you know, kind of overlaid scum, kind of taking over the end of uh, the anniversary show. Nigel coming out the week before being like scum's locked out of the building next week the chains are off we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna settle this and they kind of overlay it like i was like we're gonna win C- cutting over the carino promo like no ring of honor is done like scum like scum is forever
0: yeah you can evils forever blah 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 but yeah well well this uh this episode 79 of tv Original air date of uh, March 23rd, 2013. And now they keep moving the fucking date on me.
1: Because
0: <sighs> before, remember, we started this. I mean, yeah. the episodes were dropping on Sunday. And our episode would drop on Saturday. But
1: whatever. Uh, you but cut me off too soon when you said Evil's Forever. I am like, no, nah, man, it's Sonata this year. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> uh. I wish I had a bell, Will. Well played. Well, it's like, it's like everybody in the Discord when we're all making like allusions to the fact that Io Shirai is married to evil. Wait, what? Oh, you didn't? It's uh, uh Mike Peterson shared a picture of the. You could see the crowd at the the global whatever the baseball.
0: Yeah, with uh, Io and Tazawa.
1: Was was saying next to Tizala and he's like, "Oh, are they a couple?" And Scott was like, "No, he's not evil enough." But he put evil in like all capitals. So there's a couple of people who was like, "Evil, evil," and they're like, "No, Eric, she's she's married to evil." <laughs> oh, shouts wow. out to Eric. He he might he might be our number one fan. Yeah, not not from Iowa. He's from Ottawa or something like that. Toronto.
0: Yeah, Toronto. Uh, home of Forbidden
1: Door. The, the big T, that's right, Forbidden Door. Let's get a GoFundMe going to get Eric to Forbidden Door.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, he said he's not going because he's got to work,
1: but, you know. He's got work earlier in the day. <laughs> yeah. We will not put in business. How board. many times is something like Forbidden Door going to come to Toronto? Just
0: saying. Um, I thought about flying up there. I haven't left the country in a while. I've never been in Toronto, so. Um. Make sure you get
1: your make sure you get your passport all gussied up and dusted off. Oh yeah, no, I mean it's yeah, it's we uh we just got ours in the mail, so nice. Oh, that's is not your first passport? Is it second one? Okay. Oh yeah, you've left the country though. I went to I went to I've used it once to go to Canada in the last ten years.
0: Well, I mean it does make it a little easier when and, I,
1: and I use it. Well now you have to have it to fly out of the country.
0: Well, no, when you fly just in general, like even domestically.
1: I I've used my passport more for when I've applied to jobs and stuff to fill out my paperwork than I have for anything else. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I don't think I don't think I've left the country since we were in Peru in 2018.
1: Huh. You do.
0: Yeah. But anyways, back to Ring of Honor TV here, Will. Uh we're still in Chicago
1: Ridge. That's right. We're, we we talked about scum versus ring of honor, and our opening match has nothing to do with scum versus ring of honor.
0: Thank fucking god, it's just a belter of a match. Um, but i and... really want to show it real quick. Uh, like Go my, my good friend Jack and his wife Tick, uh, once again, hard camera side right there in front the whole time. Uh, so it's good to see them.
1: Uh, but will, yeah, I mean. You described it perfectly the, the the music hits Silas Young Versus Michael Elgin Opening the show Um And but, they reference Their two out of three falls match That went to a time limit draw
0: But also They did shout out Uh I got a quick shout out From them too I don't know if you noticed this But uh Talking about real men Will shovel snow
1: In their shorts I did hear that It's like Ah <laughs> Tom's people <laughs> Um yeah, so hopefully
0: future guest of uh, on this show. I will see Silas next Friday and uh hopefully he can get his ear. But yeah, like Will said, um, I'm sorry, Will, before I cut you off, two or of three falls. What happened with that match? Went to a time limit draw. Yeah. Um happened, I believe, April of 2012 at AAW. Uh, but Will and I and Brundon and our good friend, uh, my good friend Andy, uh, also a former guest. And uh, Mr. Trent Sabiri, also a former guest, will be watching that match. Um, I've never seen it. Um, but, yeah, that was really the match that kind of put these two uh, on the map. Um, you know, we talked, you know, when they wrestled at uh, Bruce City Beatdown, you know, Andy had mentioned that, you know, it's going to be the match that stole the show, you know. And this was, obviously, this is, a, you know, a TV match, but better than I remember watching it the first time. Um well what do you have to say about this match Sorry, I kinda of took
1: over there? No, it's Tom, this is your show. Stop stop apologizing to me. I'm a nobody. This is I was gonna try to have something clever there, but I really don't. Um <laughs> We also have Jay Lethal on commentary. Yeah. Uh because at uh Supercard we're gonna have Jay Lethal, Mike Elgin, winner gets a shot at whoever is the heavyweight champion. Uh is it Steen? Is it any of the variety of challengers that is coming his way as rolled out by the National McGuinness? We'll have to wait and see. Because as we learned with uh, Matt Hardy and Adam Cole and Matt Taven, you can't, uh, you can't bank on the champ always being the champ.
0: No, no, uh, you sure can't. So... Um... I mean, obviously, Lethal is eligible for the title again. I mean, Steen has rescinded that, that you know, that stipulation for good now, I'm assuming. Um, but I know you're not a big fan of Jay Lethal, Will, but I really enjoyed him on commentary, to
1: be honest with you. He um, was good until they were trying to, like, shit-talk each other at the end. Yeah. Uh, the shit-talking was a little weak.
0: You know, I, I thought Lethal did a good job of putting both uh, guys over. It got a little much, you know, like we've talked previously when, you know, when guys like Carino or other people, like the commentary kind of overtakes the match. Um, But I really did enjoy Jay Lethal doing, like, the sound effects when uh Elgin was hitting those forearms on Silas Young. he's
1: yeah, talking about how he, he has, like, an involuntary reaction because he just yeah. sees him do the forearm and he feels it. They um, talk about how Elgin never – Back steps. Yep. It's always a step forward. Like He doesn't falter really at anything. It's just forward, forward, forward. Yeah. And Lethal's like, I got to look for that one weakness. And he's like, I'm not seeing one from either one of these guys. Yeah. The commentary did also say Silas Young, full-time, Ring of Honor. Oh, did they? They did. Okay. Said uh, Silas is looking to build some momentum. now that He's going to be full-time. We're going to see him some more nice very nice um will
0: uh a while back Brandon had, had mentioned uh breakout stars for 2013 uh who happened to mention that maybe Silas young was one of those people
1: oh, It was probably you it was me so you uh and you, I did not you know are a,
0: you are a big fan I mean it, it's tough not to be I mean he he's a hometown guy
1: he's, I was I, right it's like you can't it's like when you watch, like whenever we watch a show, and as much as I hate Boston, if there's somebody from Boston, I'm like, I gotta pick for I gotta pick them. Yeah, I mean
0: I mean, since the crusher, Silas is probably the most legendary person in wrestling to come out of Milwaukee. Um he does train the gym. My good friend Dan over at Rushmore Records, feature sponsor of this podcast, works out at. Um, you know, I see him at shows all the time. You know, so it's you know, but I mean, you look at the guy, and you're like, okay, he's just a guy, and then he gets in the ring and like he starts pulling out all these crazy fucking flips, and like he missed on misery, but landed on his feet like nothing. I mean, the dude's a fucking athlete. Oh yeah, um, you know, and takes a great whipping and listen, yeah, these two are magic. I mean, I guess, I guess their whole rivalry. Um, in AW it's just fucking legendary, you know. Obviously, we'll take it, but I mean, and uh, they showed it. They did steal the show when we saw them in Milwaukee last year at that house show. Um, but I'm obviously this is a TV match, you know. But I thought it was great for a TV match. Yeah, you know, and goddamn, listen. I mean, I I'd love say
1: it's match. out of the three matches we got on this episode, I'd say it's the best one
0: by far. Um. Yeah, not, not even, and that's not even a diss to the other two, but I don't remember who said it, but when Elgin hit that first, uh, spinning back fist, he said uh, he knocked Silas's mustache off.
1: Yeah. Like, demustached or something like that. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, the buckle bomb looks like hell. Yeah. <sighs> Cause, like, when he does it, like, as much as, you know, Brett Hart will say Seth's gone to safe work or whatever, uh, like when Seth was doing the buckle bomb, they at least would hit like the two buckles. Like when Elgin does it, they're like just barely catching that first one. Yeah. And the fact that he has them like recoil back into another power bomb. Just Elgin man. wins. And then, like I said, there's some weak ass jawjacking between Elgin. Because you can't really hear what Elgin's saying. It's just kind of like. Raw, 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 raw. <laughs> and our was like. Like Jaylee is like, you're you're unbreakable, but I'm gonna break you like glass. It's like, ugh, just it's like they're not talking to each other; talking just like at each other. It's like they're not acknowledging what the other person is saying to them, but only one of them is really mic'd up.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I I thought it was pretty good. I, I mean, I didn't mind it, but I mean. I, we, you know, your your vitriol for for Jay Lethal
1: will is obviously very very
0: documented. So
1: it is. It's on this podcast. I'll tell to whoever. Um, the the one time in recent history where I was on board with Jay Lethal was the promos leading up to Death Before Dishonor. The the prom, like the vignettes between like where they're interviewing him and Joe.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm like, oh, they're they're starting to get me. They're they're trying to get me. And then death before Dishonor happened, it's like I don't give a fuck about any of this. <laughs> and I'm done. And uh, we're done.
0: After that, Will, we get another Adam Cole, you know, off Shucks promo. You know,
1: he's it, getting- it was very off shucks. I'm a I'm gonna fight like I'm still champion.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, it did show glimpses of the future Adam Cole, you know, but you know, the the I mean I think he said the winner, so I mean that we'll talk about that later. Like you brought up a good point. I may mean, have missed something in their match, but uh gets Taven at Supercard of Honor. Um then they do a really quick promo, uh fun card coming up. So I think it's their first time in Asheville. Um not their first time in Carolina, because obviously they had the battle in the Carolinas, which we covered um early on in this in this uh this podcast. Um but yeah, really fun card though. I mean we got Mark and Steen. Um, what oh, was it? AC, oh, ACH and Elgin. That's gonna be fun. Styles you know? make matches. Um, and those two do have a little bit of history at AEW. I'm not sure if it's before this or not. Um, so yeah, that should be really fun. So, uh, that'll be a fun one to cover. Uh, covering here in two weeks, uh, as we do have a guest next week, will so. Um, that'll be just before your vacation in Mexico. Um, but then they cut real quick back to the ring, and I guess we did get a quote of honor from Silas and Elgin. So Elgin was jawjacking with lethal and then he went back and shook Silas's
1: hand, I guess. so yes because that's uh, the, that's the thing right that's that's honor is real. they still honor. There's still people yeah. who want ring of Honor to be ring of Honor <laughs> um. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see, like,
0: I mean, obviously those, you know, Silas and Elgin, I keep harping on this, but um, it'll be good to see if, if they get more shots, because yeah, the other chemistry is unfucking fucking deniable um, But, Will, next is
1: uh, Charlie Haas is on my screen. Hey, you know Let's... what? Shouts out to Charlie Haas. You know, he comes to the ring, he's got his chuck light in his hand. You know he's been drinking. You know he's salty and sour. He he calls out everybody. Yeah, shout. Forget the battle line. Charlie Haas is like, I'm gonna fight somebody. He's like Sean Benjamin, you're a chump. I carried your ass for the last ten years. They give you all the opportunities. It doesn't work out, and you come crawling back to me. So any any. Ring of Honor chumps want to fight me? No. How about Scum? Any Scum want to come fight me? I thought that was pretty. I was like, wow, that's, I mean. He's on nobody's side in this. He just, and he wasn't around the ring, right, when Nigel was talking to everybody.
0: Yeah, I mean. Haas
1: has no horse in that fight. He's like, I just want to fight somebody.
0: Yeah, he wanted to fight the fat dude in the front row. Uh, He wanted to fight Kevin Kelly. Yeah. Uh,
1: But Will. Who answers the call? Grizzly Redwood. Oh all, all three foot two of them. Yeah.
0: Um I was hoping someday we get a Grizzly Redwood Matt Cross tag team. Um Son of Havoc for those of uh fans of Luke Underground as I stare at my wife as she's eating fantastic brownies right now because she loves Son of Havoc. Um, so show it to my sunshine. Um yeah, I mean some offense from uh from Grizzly Redwood, but basically Charlie Haas beats him up. Uh, gets that Haas of Pain Cloverleaf. Haas of me. Pain, it's so good. I do like the name. Um, I do like the move. Um, you know, but obviously for, didn't
1: break it. For, for those of you who aren't aware, the Haas of Pain is you start up with a setup of a cloverleaf, but you plant your foot on the back of the other guy's foot and you push upwards. I'll, uh kind of along the lines of like a stretch muffler, but you've still got the other leg uh, trapped. Yeah, yeah. and That's he holds cool. he holds it past the bell. Way he's, past being, the bell. he's he's being a real son of a bitch about it, and then Tom, who comes to save the day, Mike Mondale, minus the music, which
0: kind of made me mad. I know you don't like the music, um. You
1: know, Mike Mondo your, comes to the, your, the day. Your thing is going to be that he comes out without the music and not that he comes out without the crutches. Oh, it's from, well, I mean, he doesn't have crutches. To or him. without the booze. No. The, this, the, his hometown crowd, not a fan. Everybody else, Mondo mania. Yeah. Um,
0: he chases Charlie Haas off. Um, you know, unfortunately, I kind of wish we would have saw Charlie Haas versus Mike Mondo. That would have been a lot of fun. I, uh,
1: I thought for a, a strong minute before they uh, they cut to commercial and came back that he was going to turn on Grizzly Redwood, and it was just all this big ploy. Yeah. <laughs> he's coming out to save the day, and he's just going to, like, beat the shit out of this kid anyway. <laughs> yeah.
0: That would have been kind of funny. But, uh, you know, and real quick, I uh, chased him off, and then we get a real quick uh, commercial. Honor lives at rest- Ring of Honor and More us- action and uh more eddie edwards although they did have the briscoes on this time which was good but i i really think that girl is well it was one of the hoopla hotties from cincinnati
1: will but could be well we'll put on our, our detective caps we'll try to get a maybe we'll get them on the show yeah brendan find out for us you're you're a ring well, of what well, twitter were you a hoopla hottie we want to talk to you
0: <laughs> that's that's a good idea um I mean, I will actually I mean I could get one hoopahada on probably. I mean I'm really good friends with her fiance, so
1: Ooh.
0: um but will you can get final battle on DVD now from ring of three months later. That sounds like a very familiar
1: <sighs> why you gotta bring it up. <laughs> Well, it was- I mean, I'm here to have a good time talking about wrestling. And you want to bring up the fact that I pay for Honor Club and I don't get to watch this goddamn pay-per-view for three months until after it's done? Guess what? Good thing we don't cover this shit for another, like, 15 years. Yeah.
0: Um, but back to to Mike Mondo. He's got his Ring of Mondo t-shirt. I, I have to hit him up. I want one of those goddamn shirts. and I can't find one. Uh, but he's talking, you know, his rehabilitation. Uh they told him 12 months, uh, but he got down to four because why will he's in beast mode 24-7,
1: 365. 24-7. Um, no rest, no mercy, no fear. Um well, maybe he should have had some fear. I maybe I he would have been caught so off guard if he was on if he was on edge a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Because Tom's least favorite part of the show, well, one of your two least favorite parts of the show, right? Yeah. You you get kind of the 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 outpouring of scum comes out, kind of takes uh Mondo and Veda hostage. I do like they're so ha- they're so excitable about Cliff Compton. Apparently, he's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, shit. Um, I don't know. Just this Mondo promo. I- I mean,
0: I guess it was just a setup. It's bugging. But why was Grizzly Redwood in there just sitting there? It was just stuff goes on. They were still hanging out. Um, But, you know, maybe we're going to get Mondo and Grizzly
1: as a tag team eventually. But like Will said. They're, uh, they're selling the leg, brother. He met Haas of Pain. He can't just walk away. He's got a. Well, that was the other thing. He just took a tremendous. Ass whooping from fucking
0: Charlie Haas and he's standing there like you didn't even break a sweat. I mean, at least his every- cardio is probably great. I, I I guess so. Um, but yeah, like Will said, um, I did like that Mondo no soul Karino talking on the microphone. Uh, because Carino, like, if you like, if you go back, like Carino said like a couple lines, and Mondo just kept going with his promo. Um, I thought that was kind of funny. So but yeah, well, like Will said, if Mondo wasn't so enthralled in his own uh, no fearness, he would have saw that scum was coming. And uh, here we go NWA, NWO 2013. Listen, we don't want to talk about the NWA either. Yeah. Um, maybe the hip hop group, but not the wrestling show. Actually, it be in Chicago next week, and I'm not going, but I would like to cross it off my list. But basically, um, yeah. yeah, scum comes to the ring. In a nutshell, they hold invaders hostage, uh, you know, to keep all the Ring of Honor guys at bay, and Nigel tells him he's gonna fuck him up. That was pretty cool. And then uh they call out Nigel and uh Nigel comes out, he's gonna make a deal. Next week it's gonna be a scum versus Ring of Honor the whole show. You know, and he's aware that he made it, you know, he makes the devil deal with the devil prepare for hell. Am mm-hmm. I am I missing anything in this chicanery bullshit here, Will?
1: It's, uh, it was something. I mean, not to try to spoil anything, but it kind of feels redundant that we get this spot twice. Yep.
0: Um, you know, and, like, we, we talked about pre-production. This week, uh, you know, was my, like, you know, I've talked, you know, on my process. Like, you know, I'll watch this the day after we record, you know, the next week episode. Uh, just to get a feel for it, and I really did not like this episode. And then the rewatch, it got a little better. But I think part of that was this bad taste in my mouth. We're about to talk to well, but uh, um, yeah. But we did not get an inside ring of honor. Will I'm not sure what increased. Um, I know I you know they
1: they actually let the stories keep rolling out. They're not necessarily rolling it out you know without any bumps, but they're they're not. You know, they're letting it play it on their TV program. Yeah, we we know what the inside of Ring of Honor looks like because it's all getting poured out out in the ring. Yeah, it's like Steve uh, Steve Carino rolls out the red carpet for one of the newest members of Scum.
0: Yeah, he he interjects uh, Matt Hardy, and he's all at Well, for our main event for the week. Um, but real quick, Nigel comes out and invades okay. Uh, then he just tells everybody that's going to be scum versus ring of honor. But didn't they say that in the promo originally?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, that's the whole idea, right? That's the the ongoing story is it scum versus ring of honor?
0: Yeah, and like I said, Nigel, we love you in the ring. Uh, we thank you for all you did, but yeah, this GM thing so far, he's
1: he's not threatening,
0: no. Which, I mean, we've seen wrestling. like can fuck people up. But.
1: Right now, Nigel is that guy who's, like, technically above you at your job and tries to tell you what you should be doing. You're like, whatever, nerd. I know what I'm doing. How about you worry about you? Yeah. But enough for nothing, if Carino was supposed to be the guy in charge, like, you know, Carino might fuck you up. Because if he doesn't fuck you up himself, you he, get somebody to fuck you up. Yeah. Nigel looks like he's just going to sit there and pout about it. Yeah, it's just... He doesn't look mad. Nigel doesn't look mad. You know what I mean? Like He doesn't look that upset that this is happening again. <laughs> no. Um. But, you know, and like Will talked
0: about, so we get Matt Hardy versus uh, Adam Cole. And uh, Steve Carino is kind of on the call. But, I mean, he entered, he emceed Matt Hardy into the ring. Um, but it's, he's just blubbering over Matt Hardy. And you had one line listed, being kissed by Matt Hardy is like being kissed by Jesus Christ.
1: Well, he said, without Matt Hardy, there would be no attitude here. Which, I don't
0: know if it's necessarily true, but it's definitely not not true.
1: Ooh. He called Seltzer Corky, right? That's what he calls him.
0: Yep. So we're back to that. Uh, you know, a little over the top. And yes, I get that's the point, but it was over the little... top, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shout out to Shining Wizards. Um, well played, by the way, Will. Um, you know, it was just a little much. So, hey, that... this match was fine. Yeah, I actually listen this match was better than I I thought. Um, you know, I, had some, I they had
1: some neat spots. I I particularly liked uh Adam Cole going for the slapping on that figure four around the ring post. Yeah. That's uh it's kind of a tweener move, right? It's not quite something a babyface would do. Yeah, you know, but, and you know, Matt Hardy also ripped up some Matting on the outside. I mean, that's not really what nice people do
0: either. Yeah. I mean, but, uh, I mean, you just, you just not like Matt Hardy, you know, and a uh, couple of, you know, that, uh, well, the figure four in the ring post and just figure fours in general are, are very Chicago centric, obviously, you know, um, Steamboat in Flair in Chicago, you know, Austin Bret Hart in Chicago. So that was not lost on me, you know, the shout outs to that. So, um, match was fine. You know, I didn't have a lot of expectations, and then it exceeded expectations, which wasn't going to be hard to do, to be honest with you. Or, so. uh,
1: were you disappointed Hardy didn't take the Florida Keys on the exposed concrete? No, I mean that would have been a shitty bump to take. So we're not con- yeah. we're not saying people should take suplexes on the concrete, but you know, Obviously. in typical heel fashion, they they or wrestling really, you, you set the trap, you're the one who's going through it.
0: Yeah, you know, and well, I mean, we've seen how devastating the Florida Key is. Not on there, so probably would have killed Manhart. It's, it, it's
1: no book of truth.
0: No, but it's probably top three. I mean, it's. I mean, there's nothing to the book of truth. But uh,
1: so, so Florida Keys to the outside rolls them in, but Tom, we we're talking about some pre-production. They didn't officially call the match one way or the other, right? but Rhino comes out and gores Adam Cole. Right. The match should be a disqualification win for Matt for uh, Adam Cole, which means Matt Hardy lost the match he needed to win to get a shot at the TV title at Supercard.
0: Yeah, and then what I was kind of confused as, because they didn't ring the bell until, cause, yeah, cause... until the locker room started pouring out. Well, CNC fact. I mean, CNC came out and they jumped Rhino, but Rhino wasn't even in the match. So I
1: just think if they maybe rung the bell late, right? I I took the ring and the bell as like kind of like the wheels are coming off. Like they're just calling like there's no salvaging this. Like this is done, right? But it should have rung after the gore.
0: Yeah, I mean I don't know if it matters because it was on the outside, you know, and you know it's a number one contender match. So I mean. Yeah, they didn't say who who pinned the other one. They just said who wins. So, you know, and they didn't really address this. So hopefully, they'll address it next week.
1: Uh, I, I I would say it's got to be Adam Cole has the win. We get that rematch of uh, Cole and Taven.
0: Yeah, and then uh, yeah, listen, you know, CNC Wrestle Factory comes out and they they jump uh they jump Rhino and then Ball scum comes out. <laughs> All of ringer comes out and I'm having flashbacks to nineteen ninety seven WCW. I am not looking forward to this wheel.
1: Okay. But, you know, it's this is uh you know, this is what we've got to work with for the next mean, you know, I'm pretty sure this scum stuff goes on for a while. So Settle oh. in, Tom. <laughs> are
0: they going to add more members?
1: Oh. I, if I recollect correctly,
0: <laughs>
1: correct. We we get to a point where scum will eventually start shedding members. Okay. Like N.W. I, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of people who come out as part of Scum that we're not necessarily going to see a whole lot of. Like, I don't think we see a whole lot of Jimmy Rave. I don't think we see... I mean, Titus is around all the time. Cliff Compton becomes a bigger part later. Yeah, like you said, they're really high on Cliff Compton, so... They, they make him sound like such a big deal. I only really know him from... A, a little bit of Ring of Honor I've watched before, and uh, whatever he did in the E, whatever tag team he was part of, I remember seeing him. It was a Deuce and Domino. That's what he was in the E. Oh, really? I think so. He was in one of those tag teams like that around around that time. Let me let me fact check myself here real quick. But, um, I mean, it's this the scum like they dragged this on for a while, Tom. So you might want to get a comfy cushion while well, well, you get to watch all the scum build a bridge and get the fuck over it I guess I um, mean yeah you you might wanna this is the show you wanted to do this is the this <laughs> is the, the net. this is the risk you take he was domino inducing domino
0: who's his taking partner Uh,
1: he who's the other who's I'm trying to think who's deuced Oh, go figure! If let's okay, Deuce Shade was uh James Wiley Smith, Thomas Rayer Snuka. Bro's got like six names, but uh Deuce was uh Jimmy Snuka's son. Jimmy, and, and they were uh, their their stick was they were greasers. Hmm. So they came out with like the white tees, the leather jackets, the jeans. They had a girl named Cherry that came out looking like she was going to be like the the diner girl kind of thing. So Deuce Domino and Cherry. Hmm. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, what kind of matches we get next week, Tom? We just know that it's going to be Ring of Honor people against scum people. Yeah. So, Rhett Titus will probably be in a match, right? We'll probably have some kind of match with Rhett Titus against somebody. Caprice and uh, 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 Cedric Alexander, probably in a tag match of some sort. Yeah. I mean, we do a fun show
0: coming up in in North Carolina, too, So and Supercard of Honor, so (sighs) – yeah. And it, I mean I did like the fact that uh you know kind of Kevin Steen is kind of separating himself from, from Scum as you know he's a champion, so he's beneath all this chicanery. So that's kind of cool. So you know it's just triggering, I guess. Just reminds me of yeah, I mean the run-ins just bother me. So uh but will like we always do around this time. If this is your first episode of Ring of Honor television that you'd ever seen in your whole wide life, what would you thought about it?
1: I mean, I guess it's not necessarily a bad place to be jumping in because they are giving you so much recap at the start to kind of set up like, here's kind of what happened at the anniversary show. Here's what happened last week. Here's where we're at now. I mean, as far as the matches go, I mean, the first match was great. Yeah. The Charlie Haas, Grizzly Redwood, Mike Mondo stuff was eh. The, I didn't, I wasn't in love with the match between Matt Hardy and Adam Cole. Not saying it was bad. It just really, it felt long. Didn't do a whole lot for me. Yeah. It just kind of served the purpose to get to another kind of schmozzy end of an episode. Yeah, that match is well over 15 minutes, by the way. Yeah, that's that's close to half the show we actually get. So
0: Yeah. Um, real quick. I did forget to mention, so when Charlie Haas came out, um, you know, he's doing the whole sports team thing suck. Um he called the, the Blackhawks the Redhawks. I don't know if you know I, that
1: I didn't know if the Redhawks was like some kind of like draw or like a deep pull for like some like college team until the crowd would start started chanting, They're the Blackhawks. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny, if he, the, the guy's been—he's been drinking all day. You know, you can't uh, you can't expect too much of him. We can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning.
0: Well, that's some—that's some right. this for you. Um. So it's funny, like if he did that on purpose, because the Blackhawks' biggest rival used to be the Red Wings. Um. So yeah, I thought the yeah, the I, I did have to appreciate the crowd going into the Blackhawks chant. I forgot to mention that, so I know that's kind of a callback, but um yeah, like I said, this match it was weird. Let's like say it was the opposite of last week. It got better on a rewatch. You know, I definitely would have been intrigued. Like, I mean, they're talking with Michael Elgin and Silas Young doing sixty minutes. I mean, I would have been like, Why can't they do sixty minutes here? Uh, but that was fun. So
1: they can't do sixty minutes here, Tom, because we only get forty minutes of TV time.
0: That'd be cool. We have to get to spread the match out over two episodes. So
1: right, we yeah. got nothing else to show you. So here's the other half of that match.
0: You know, I mean, like it'd be like battle on the Carolinas an 84 minute match all all over again. So um yeah, it'll be fun to review that match. It'd be good just for you guys to see some AEW and kind of catch some history and everything. So um yeah, all in all, I mean, definitely not the worst episode, not the best. You know, it definitely got better on a rewatch. Like I said, I think I was a little bitter when I watched it the first time, but yeah, all in all, pretty fun. So we're we're all going into a fun. You know, we do have a fun pay per view coming up in uh, Carolina, and yeah, and Super of Honor, which is probably pretty much what Ring of Honor's
1: SummerSlam? I guess. Yeah, because SummerSlam is... As far as being like a comparable event you're talking? Yeah. Um. Yeah, because
0: SummerSlam's the next one after Mania, isn't it? It just seems so long. Yeah.
1: It's tough because to, it's still weird for me to wrap my mind around the fact that they have like monthly pay-per-views. Yeah. Right now, because I'm still used to like the later Ring of Honor where you have like just the quarterly shows. I, I didn't even really think about until now that there we have like monthly pay per view event things. I pay per views that we we cover, and eventually we'll hit a point where it's we're we're gonna have those big shows way well, mm. every uh every three months. Well, I mean. 2018, though,
0: Will, the, the action's going to pick up because they're on the road a bunch, so we'll have a lot to cover right here in a couple of years, so.
1: That's all right. We also go through a, a stretch for, there's not even anything to talk about. They'll be like, hi, this week they still didn't have an episode of TV, so Tom and I are just going to talk about whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, 2030 is going to be some interesting content, but we'll cross it. Unless, that...
1: uh, unless you decide we just want to skip the, the year where there was no uh wrestling.
0: Oh, we'll figure something out, so. I mean, maybe we'll, just, maybe we'll just talk about you know get on here and talk about gimmick press for two hours.
1: Sure. We'll we'll get Josh on the horn.
0: Yeah, you you make it happen. I'd be more than happy to. So. Well, it
1: sounds you know, like it sounds like we're wrapping. we sounds like we're wrapping this up.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think it's at the. I think it's at the point. So. Thank uh,
1: you to VGM. Yeah. Thank you to Tom and Faith. Thank you to Shining Wizards, as always, for bringing us together. Yeah,
0: and uh, you know for helping us promote the show as we are soon to officially be, you know, Shining Wizards network members.
1: I uh, I started uh, drawing something. I know we we we've kind of talked here and there off air. About getting some kind of logo, we think together. But I did start. Uh, I started drawing something out today. Really? Yeah. So, uh, we'll we'll see how far it goes because I only have so many resources <laughs> mm-hmm. and so much talent. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get some ideas on paper and maybe I start sniffing around to see how much somebody with actual talent would look forward to uh make it not look like. Uh, a first
0: grader, <laughs> interesting. All right, well, Will, that is greatly appreciated. I've, I've got some, some uh, um, right
1: about time I started doing something for this fucking show.
0: <laughs>
1: well, I mean, you talk over every, a year in, you know, and uh, you got the spreadsheet, maybe I need to update the spreadsheet because there was that little bit where I wasn't using this computer, so I have kind of falling by the wayside of updating it, but I need to update it with up to where we're at now and get that actually updated into that uh Google Drive.
0: Sweet. Um yeah, along with our Patreon picks for, for the Shining Wizards, but we'll give Brendan shit for about that later. So Shining Wizards.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, but yeah, I like I echo everything Will said. Um you know thanks for to Brittany obviously for, for keeping Will, you know in line, not in line. That's not the wrong way to put it. You know what I mean. Squeeze those lemons. Um, show to, to Blanche and Mabel. Uh being two great kitties. cousins to to Chico and Smokus. Even no, though they're
1: they're little bastards, so don't thank them for anything. They're ungrateful. I, they're brats. I don't care that they're not even a year old yet.
0: <laughs> you can't do. I mean, unless Chico got his head caught in a goddamn hamper and dragged it around the house. So that's pretty funny. So. No, it's just they are obsessed with laundry. Like with faith, yeah, you know, when we do the laundry and bring it home, they are obsessed with like whatever it smells like. It's funny, but um, uh, before we get too off the rails, I uh, will continue that off air. But we'll thank you. Uh, obviously, thank you, out uh, to Brundon, uh, for the question, dishonor. Uh you know, thank you for Eric for all the support and everything. Uh, shout out to Kyle K Sparks. We haven't showed him out enough, so hopefully, some future content, but uh Next week we do have a guest, our uh one of our fame fame our favorite uh Shining Wizards Discord family members, uh David Henry Bauer the is joining us next week. Uh so everybody tune in for that. But uh Will, unless you got anything else, I think we're gonna pull a train of the station. No, nothing. All right, dude. I will talk to you next week, my friend. This has been a Visionaries Global Media Production. Visionaries Global Media.
1: Envisioning excellence on a global scale.